such as life in our game. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about facing the adversity of losing with this group, man, and smiling in the face of it and preparing and getting ready for our next challenge. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So good morning, everybody. Welcome to the locker room. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. Uh, and, and, you know, Mike Tomlin just said, I'm looking, for the, looking forward to the adversity. You know, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, this is what's going to face you. I mean, yeah. after every loss, you've right. got adversity. Yeah. And after you go 11-0, yeah, you got significant adversity. And it's just one of those things that in the journey that is the 2020 COVID crazy year, uh, this is what you face. Right. And this is what they have to overcome. So I, 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 don't, I, I don't get uh, the looking forward to the adversity. I, 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 I get it. I, 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 Think about this. The monkey is off your back. What's the monkey? The oh, monkey has been the, the 11-0, uh, undefeated. Yeah. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's got their focus. Did, did, did the Miami Dolphins uh, 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 drink champagne yesterday? I would imagine. Yeah. I don't know. but Well, let's see. Oh, did they? Jacob, come in. You have a flash report. Yeah. What do you have there, dear Jacob? Not really a breaking news, but yeah, okay. a couple of them did show That being the 72 Miami Dolphins team members. Smoking cigars, drinking some scotch or whiskey, something like that. Yeah. Okay, so they celebrated last night. Yeah. Which, fortunately for them, because how old they got? They got to be pretty old dudes, right. right? Yeah. So the fact is that the game didn't kick off at 820, so they could have a a little bit of uh you know the bubbly yeah. sh- shall we say and and it wasn't too late yeah <laughs> it wasn't beyond their bedtimes so uh, you know one of the things that they do uh is the their uh 72 uh you they they won the super bowl and they uh won it undefeatedly uh so right. they they're they're 10 years older than we are. Yeah, right. And so they're old and the fact is if this had kicked off at 8:20, they would have had to have their bubbly yeah. uh after midnight maybe or close thereabouts. Yes, exactly. Bubbly. So because that was a that was like three, when we got to the car last night, it was like 3 hours and 50 minutes or something. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? So it was it was pretty late. You know, I mean when, for a 5 o'clock game. You if, know, uh when uh uh, you you pass all the time. Well, here's the thing, you know. Yeah, yeah fifty three passes just make it seem forever. But look, I look at this game and I think to myself: number one, um, this was a tired team. Right. These guys were tired. Yeah. If you saw anything in Cam Sims' uh, thirty one yard tight end screen or wide receiver screen that he ran, I'm sorry. Um, the one thing you could be sure about that is everyone was looking like. You got him? No, you got him. You got him. You got him. They boxed him in, and then everybody stood there playing off blocks, and nobody really made <laughs> aggressively went to make right. the tackle. So that, to me, is uh, one of the signs that you know you just ran out of legs. They were tired. Yeah. The other thing is, historically, as you've said so many times, this franchise, for as long as we've been associated with known about it, has always played its best football with its back against the wall right. and a chip on the shoulder. So I think that this is great, okay? Not great that you lost, but look, you got the monkey off your back. You are now able to um, 
focus on the 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 goal without the talk of going undefeated without the talk of the 72 dolphins which by the way was a magnificent achievement right no question about it back in the day and uh and you really literally um you can get back to work and get back to basics with what you need to do and there's a, there's a lot to be done you know the 85 bears were almost undefeated uh, you know, they uh, they were beat by the Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. on Monday Night Football. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about it is I think once you get that monkey off your back and you can stop talking about the 72 Dolphs, talking about the being undefeated, talking about all the things that surround um, a spectacular season but aren't necessarily um, the goal, which is the Lombardi Trophy. Right. It's still about the Super Bowl. Um, you can get back to focusing on what you need to focus on. And uh, it's it's easy. Look, when you have 53 professional athletes, sometimes that's like herding cats. Yeah. You know, it's like herding cats through a dog pound at uh, feeding time. It get a little crazy. You got to keep the, you know, you want to keep everybody between the white lines when in a, in a COVID crazy train year. Think about it. I mean, this is this has really been spectacular. It's a great run in a crazy year. But the fact is, this organization has always been about overcoming adversity and you know this organization has always been about running the football it, well that has always been a significant keystone part of it yeah uh you know art rooney talked about running the football uh you know bill uh bill Carr talked about running the football mike tomlin talking about running the football Chuck Knoll talking about running the football. No question about and it. And imposing our will on the will. We're not of imposing the, our will yeah. right now. Um, yeah. Right now, if you saw that six-inch four shots, oh uh, man, from the, you know the six-inch line. That was that was depressing. That yeah. was a bummer, and it's a shame um, because these guys up front, they're they're too good not to do it right. Right. They are really they're too good not to do it right. They are doing a terrific job of pass protection. I mean, this was the second best uh, pass rushing team in the NFL, tied with Philly with 36 sacks. They got some very, very good people up front, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Deron Payne, and Jonathan Allen. Those guys can bring it. Tim Settle also was a pretty good performer there. And Ryan Kerrigan. Ryan Kerrigan is another. Ryan Kerrigan is a great pass rusher. I'm telling you what, Montez Sweat, he he is something. Yeah, he is impressive. He knocked um, the, he knocked a bunch of balls down. Yes, yesterday. he did. I think that uh, when he came off the field and he was screaming about the Baltimore exposed, you know, the uh, Pittsburgh offense. I think one of the things that he was talking about was really it's like one thousand one, one thousand two. Get your hands in the air, right? Start jumping and, and wherever Ben's looking, make sure you just you, you jump up in the air and get your hands up there and and. And the only way you're going to overcome that is number one, you got to run the ball. Number two, you got to be able to also line up under center. Number three, I think that you got to go for some 40 protection and start putting your helmet right below the belt and cut yeah. these guys off at the knees. Yeah. Have them fall on their head a couple of times and they're not going to be so eager to jump. You know, when uh, when we do, do did the 40 pass, uh, passing 40 pass game, protection, yes. Passing game. We punched and then we cut. Absolutely. Yeah. And take them, just saw them right off. You put your helmet just south of the border where a young right. man should never be hit. Yeah. As Chuck Knoll once said about the, you know, Jack Lambert in Cleveland. Yeah. So um, you do that and the hands come down quickly. Yeah. Jack, Jack Lambert got hit where a young man <laughs> shouldn't get hit. 
So the point is, and, and, uh, and kicked. Uh, uh, well, Doug Deacon was Doug helping Deacon, him up, Doug according Deacon. to <laughs> Doug. Doug Deacon. Yeah, Deeks. So the point is, if you threaten um, future lineage uh, with a little bit of ruthlessness. <laughs> Going uh, south of the border, right? Um, you're going to get the hands down. Yeah, and you get the hands down. You clear the lower passing lanes, and part of it has been that the you know you, you these low passing lanes. And here's the other part: you got to catch the ball. Yeah. All right. You've got seven drops last week, six drops at least last night. Right. Um, you've got to start catching the ball and being able to uh, operate from because if you're going to go a short passing game, yeah, you can't put the ball on the ground. Right. You just right. can't. I, yeah. You know, and I, look, I understand. You, you, you go through phases. Sometimes your mental RPMs aren't as high yeah. as others. But the fact is, you know, you're a professional. You got to go out and you got to operate. You have off days. They had an off day. They've had a couple of weeks now where the wide receivers, for whatever reason, and I don't know whether it's not enough practice time. I hear uh, some people say that, ah, you know what, you catch the ball. Well, practice is practice, whether yeah. it's punching uh, as an offensive lineman, whether it's right. pr- practicing your pass rushing as a defensive lineman or your pass coverage or running routes, or catching the ball. Those are all fundamental skills that need to be polished weekly. Well, you know, when you punch and cut, you're you're getting evil. You're getting uh, No, you're ruthless. Yeah, you're ruthless. ruthless. But that's the way the game should be played. So they're not ruthless. No, well, you know what? You're right. The game has become more and more of a kinder, gentler NFL. Yeah. And we've seen that pro- progression from the days of when we retired right. and then going into the new millennia and then all the other things that, that have come along with it. And, uh, okay, now you're at a situation where the game is starting to become, as Ryan Clark once said famously, yeah. you know, it's it's basketball and, and shoulder pads. Yeah, and, and uh, one, one of the things that we see is uh, we don't see the run blocking. And the run blocking is intense, and uh, they you know they yeah they they come off the ball and block, uh, but they don't do that anymore. Well, it again it goes back to there was a a period of time in the NFL when it was rather ruthless, right? You know, you know when when people say that um, the NFL is you know so far forward and it's, it's so. Hard hitting, and like, well, you know, if you go back and you look at the tapes from the '80s, from the '70s, right. if you want to see real vicious play, that's right. what it was. I get it. So we moved beyond that, but at the same time, you can't lose the fundamentals of what made this game great. And mo- most of that was the fundamentals of blocking, of tackling, right. of catching the ball, running, all those things. And we we talk about it, and you understand. Okay, um, this is this is a call to action. This is a, the two-by-four across the forehead of the mule by the yeah. farmer that I was talking about last week. Yeah. This is going to get their attention, and they're going to have to roll forward to this. And uh, Ditka. Uh, Ditka used to run over guys. Well, yeah, yeah, but so there was a lot of guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Ditka. Yeah, the six-inch or the full size. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the full-size Ditka. <laughs> exactly. Um, so looking at this, number one, I, I really believe this. Uh you know, um, this was a very tired team. 
Right. They've got to get some rest now. Did they, you know, they they were tired. Oh yeah, what does they played like three games in twelve days so, and stuff like that. So the next game is Monday night. Yeah, you got another. You got a week long. Right. Um, you can get some good masseuse stuff. You can get your uh, prehab rehab work done. Get some uh, off, you know, legs uh, propped up and resting. All those things that you got to do. But the fact is, I, I, get- I like getting massages. <laughs> yeah, I know um, that and being in the jacuzzi, the cold tubs, all the stuff that they got to do. Um, but number one is just getting your legs back. You, right. You know, you you got to be rusted. And they really, to me, especially in the second half, they look so tired. Right. Um, they they just did not have the fire. And you could see, like Cam Hayward, I could see Cam. Cam's urging the guys, pushing the guys, you know. But yeah. nobody was really responding in the way that they have in the past. And it's just kind of, to me, in my mind, everybody just looked a little bit tired. Yeah. And so I think number one, job one, is going to be getting your legs back this week. And I think they they got to go about their business and do it. So you got to get massages. Well, this week. that in the hot tub, the cold right. tub, the cold tub. You know, part of it's going to be the fact you got to get out and practice a little bit because here's one of the things that a restorative practice. Because let's face it, they don't put the pads on and, right. and don't get out anymore. Um, part of it is going to be restorative, getting out there, moving their bodies, and getting some energy and all that stuff, and getting all the yayas out from uh, you know the past games. And I, I think they're I think they're going to go with pads one day this week. I would hope so because yeah. that would really help them. But I'm I'm not convinced that'll happen. Do you know in our day? Uh, Chuck used to go. We're dinosaurs, Chaluch. We're, we're, we're dinosaurs. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday with you know, pads. There were orcs and elves ranging through Middle Earth back in the day when we had pads Orc on. And, orcs, orcs and, and elves. elves. Yeah, I mean that's the way it was. You know, in our day, we did this. And we can wail away about it. It's no longer our day, right? You know, this is this is modern football, and modern football is more akin to, um basketball with shoulder pads right you know so uh regardless job number one is going to be getting back to the basics of the fundamentals that they need to get to and that's going to be getting their legs back number two is i think what i'm really like uh about this now is you got to marinate in this this pain you got to grasp this adversity you got rid of the monkey on your back no longer do you have to talk and be concerned about the undefeated 72 dolphs this and that Focus on the next game, the Buff Bills. If anybody watched that game last night, now I didn't watch it. Yeah, I watched it. I I went went to sleep. But the Buff Bills were an impressive group from everything I understand, and I've seen them in the past. So I know what you're – the Steelers are going to run into a buzzsaw up in Orchard Park, New York next Monday night. Sunday night. Sunday night. Sunday night? I think they're Sunday night. Yeah. Jacob, do you know they're up Sunday night? The Steelers? Yeah, Sunday night. Not Monday night. It's so, Sunday night. So the Steelers rushed for 21 yards. That's pathetic. We, we're going to go to break, and uh, we'll be back. Yeah. We'll be back after this more from In the Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf.
different points along the journey, you get a chance to learn about yourself, who you are, what you're made of, individually and collectively. And it takes the journey to reveal that. And so, you know, um, we're faced with a loss now, so we'll get an opportunity to smile in the face of it. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Well, you know that you just took Washington's best shot last night. Right. And Mike Tomlin says, you know what? You got to smile in the face of adversity. You come back from it, and that's exactly what you got to do. Right, 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 Again, right. Again, this is a historically a organization and team, a franchise that operates better with its back against the wall and a chip on its shoulder. And uh, if you don't have a chip after last night, I don't know what it would take to, cu- to cause one. You know, I-, I congratulated Pete Hayner, my old offensive line coach, the current tight ends coach uh, uh, for the Washington Red Washington football, football team. team. <laughs> Boy, you know what? I didn't do that once last night. I'm amazed. I just stayed away from it. I yeah. just don't even say it. Yeah. Don't call and, it. And so um, uh, when I when I congratulated him, he said that's the first time I won in Pittsburgh. Uh, mm-hmm. he he was a coach at Carolina, right? And Ron Rivera, and uh, uh, you know what they they also were coaching uh the Chicago Bears, right? When uh, well, good for Pete when Hainer. Dick, but- when Dick Geron was uh the head coach, and Ron Rivera was the defensive coordinator, Pete Hainer was the tight ends coach. Well, good for him, but. The fact is, now it's up to the Steelers. You got to reload. They've yeah. got to reload this week. They got a huge game coming up in Orchard Park, New York, next Sunday night. Oh, and it's and, not going to be an easy the game. The Bills are tough. They are very tough. They've got a good defense, maybe not as good as they've had in the past. Yeah, but Josh Allen is a <laughs> the guy. The guy is coming along. He's he's Josh a quality, Allen. He's yeah. an excellent quarterback. Yeah, yeah, Josh. So. Allen. Having said all that, uh, I look at this game last night, and the first thing that stands out to me again is what we were talking about earlier. But throwing the ball fifty-three times is not a healthy thing to have. Right. Uh, you got defenses moving forward towards the line of scrimmage to a degree uh, because of the fact that you've got all these short yardage uh, passing, uh, you know, uh, routes that they're running, the route combinations, the outs. You know, they run a vertical route, then a route combination with somebody cutting underneath it. Sometimes some parallel routes right. that you see, you know, two level. But, uh, you know, it's it's really about, you know, throwing short, trying to run long. But you got to, number one, catch the ball. Yeah. And number two, just like James Washington did on his touchdown catch when he went 40-some yards, that was an excellent make the guy miss, right. run up the sidelines. But you got to have more of that if you're going to go with the short passing game. You know, Alex Smith uh, and Logan Thomas were, you know, a pair, and they they uh, did well. Logan yeah. Thomas was very destructive. That yeah. guy there, um, some of the catches. I, I remember Terrell Edmonds was actually hit him before right. he made the catch, and he still made the catch. Right. Um, you know, I mean, there's not a lot you can do when you're covering that tightly. Yeah. And you're on him. Uh, Logan Thomas is is a formidable. Wide well, I should I shouldn't call him that. He's a tight end, but yeah, he 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 caught the ball like a wide receiver, man, really good. And Logan Thomas uh, uh, played the wildcat. Yes, he yeah. did some of that with. Uh, of course, he played the the uh, wildcat quarterback handing off yeah. that one time. Mike Hilton had a whale of a first half. Right, he made the tackle on that fourth and one that was absolutely outrageous. It was yeah. a great. 
great heads up play handing off I was it JD McKissick he handed off right to? yeah and they came in motion with him and it was a great fourth down stop Mike Hilton had a couple other big plays undercutting a route well he was in underneath coverage and reached up and tipped the ball right. away on another and I'm trying to think of some of the others but uh, Mike Mike Hilton was significant he but cut, his, he cut uh, Logan uh, Thomas yeah he would tackle yeah, him on yeah, another route. Right. Um, but the thing about it is you, you ended that game without Joe Hayden. You ended began that game without Steve Nelson. You had uh, Cam Sutton coming in. You had Justin Lane was the only healthy – I'm sorry, James Pierre was the only healthy corner you had right. left by the end of the night. Um, how Are you concerned at all with that? Joe Hayden didn't come back in the game, and you know how it is. Did he get concussed? Well, that's they took him off for it. They went into concussion protocol, and so yeah. you know how that is. If you – leave a game during the game and you don't get back into the game there's pretty good chances that uh, you're not going to be in the next game you know how that is yeah you know i mean it's it's difficult it's more difficult this day and time than it was in our time back in our time well you might leave the game and it might have to do with some other reasons and then if chuck would say you ready to go you'd say yeah i'm ready to go i got i got concussed and uh um and uh the uh big Kahuna called me, uh, uh, and uh, he said, "I so I I said, how you doing, Ralph? <laughs> You're all stupidified. Uh, you and, know how it is." <laughs> and and uh, the big the big Kahuna said. Uh, you're you're concussed. Oh yeah, no you're doubt con- about it. You're concussed. I mean, you know, you you get concussed like that, and uh, you know, I remember one time I, I got blindsided. I remember Ralph coming on the field and he said, "All right, stay down." I no, I'm going to get up. I'm walk the sidelines, and I got up, and just like I had my left foot nailed like the Three Stooges to the ground, I yeah. did a circle and it fell back on my face. I remember, yeah, I remember Ralph said, "I told you now. Look, you're all messed up." And yeah. I was like, "I was messed up before." What's so, so you know, and uh, Dr. Maroon, when I when I got concussed against the Cincinnati Bengals, I said, uh, "Hey, Doc, if I close my eye, if I close my one eye, I see clearly." And he said, "I don't care what that. I don't care whether you sleep, see clearly. I care what that means. You're concussed, right? And you get pulled off, and that's the way it is. So with Joe Hayden, uh, he did not return to the game. He went into the locker room for the concussion protocol. Did not return. So you've got Joe Hayden possibly down. You might have uh, Steve Nelson down as well. He had a knee issue. Um, so right now, right now, well." Before we go to the phones, here, here's the thing about it. You've got some other problems. Robert right. Spillane left the game. Yeah. You know, uh, look, I don't care what you say. Robert he tweaked Spillane, his knee. Well, I, I hope that's just a tweak. Yeah. Because he got cut from the side. He went up, knocked, uh, tipped the ball on a pass rush. By the way, his first sack, what a monster of a hug-up right. that was. When, when Terrell Edmonds blitzed off the corner and the, the back came over to – pick him up man he saw that hug up he came like a freight train right and he creamed alex smith yeah and what a great hit that was by robert spillane i you know i I just love this kid and what he's done what he's done in his time there as a starter he's ably replaced devin bush not as good as devin bush no you know devin bush is a unicorn this guy's a special attribute guy right he's got a lot of special qualities that you don't find in other guys right but for 
Robert's playing to come on and do the yeoman's work that he would, had been doing, man. I got to tell you something. Uh, he's going to be a real loss if he's out for longer than uh, you know just his game. The running back picked up Terrell Edmonds, and uh, 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 Robert Slane came free. Right, the hug up. Yeah, yeah, and he he can't. And he just splattered I, Alex. I, Smith. You know, he he splattered Alex Smith, and I I I love Robert Spillane. Well, you love his intensity, his uh, yeah. his willingness to compete. You know, it's not like he's got all the physical attributes of a Devin Bush. He right. doesn't. But he's smart. He's tough, and he plays with his, his with the you know the flat nose society. The right. face first. I'm coming downhill. I'm going to bang you. Old school football attitude. You got to love that about the kid. And you know, I, when he and Vince Williams is in, uh, I like I like that. Well, the twosome are are great together. Yeah, the Vince Bash Williams. brothers. The Bash brothers. Exactly, and Vince plays with that downhill bang as well. Uh, the two of them together do a dynamite job. Um, Avery Williamson is a a good addition. That was a great right. addition to bring him in, especially in light of it's almost like you're, you're prescient uh, in, in knowing that you need to bring in another inside linebacker. And certainly for uh, the Steelers, Avery Williamson is going to be a very uh, hot commodity over the next couple of weeks right. based on – let's see, wait a minute. Do we have – Jacob, do we have a Mike Tomlin press conference today? Is that happening today? Anybody know? Okay, so that will be following this show. So we've got to make sure that we tune in and find out what's going on with Robert's plane, with uh, with uh, uh, Steve Nelson, right. with Joe Hayden, all yeah. these guys, because they're going to be huge, and they're going to be um, some people that uh, the Steelers are going to really <laughs> you need going into Orchard Park yeah. come Sunday night. So I look at this, and I and again moving back to the some of the key things. Um, get your rest, the monkey's off your back, and you got to get your healthy people back or get your hurt people back yeah. healthy and get on the field. Yeah. And, We're running out of people. Uh, and Matt, uh, Matt Terrell. Uh, Terrell Matt Edmonds? Ed, Matt, 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 Matt Edwin Edmonds is going to be playing middle linebacker for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, oh Tremaine. Yeah, Tremaine. Tremaine, Tremaine. yes. Tremaine is uh, Terrell's – Older or younger brother? I'm trying to remember. Older, older. He's the older one? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll make sure to ask him today because today I have uh, Terrell Edmonds' show, so we'll yeah. go into uh, – I'm going to have to ask Terrell all about the, if he's visited the Anchor Bar up and, you know, him, his brother, Tremaine. Yeah. You know, that is the legendary beginning spot of all things chicken wings. Yeah. You know, have, have, did you ever go there? No, I've okay. never been you, I, I should, have you, have I should you, take you on a road trip in the off season. Right. Maybe we'll go up to Hoopies, and then you and me, we just buzz into the Anchor Bar. We go there, and we have wings at the Mecca, yeah. the, the birthplace of chicken wings. Yeah. You know, that would be good. That would be very good. All right. Uh, we, we're going to take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room. Uh, we'll be back after this.
you know, we were down in the red area twice, um, and we went for it on fourth down and uh, didn't convert either. So possession down ball was heavy uh, in this football game, and we paid the consequences of it, uh, a failure in it. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. If there was anything more disappointing, it had to be the four shots yeah. inside the one-yard line. Yeah, That was really incredible. Yeah, you, you couldn't push six inches uh, of running game. You know that that's it's, that's it's tough. sad. It's, it's yeah. I mean, it it really does that's tell sad. you the state of where you are as an offensive line. Look, um, they're all for, the Steelers are all for two on fourth down, and right. one of the things about fourth down is that you, as an offensive line, we talked about this last night. You have to earn that right, that that ability to go to the coach and say, "Hey, we can we can push we it can over. Push it. We can take it in, and whatever you call, we're going to get." That sort of thing. You got to earn that right. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, and, and again, I, I look at these guys. These are accomplished men. You yeah. know, Dave DeCastro, uh, you're talking about Matt Filer. You've got some big boys on the inside. You can get a push going. Uh, you talk about Al Villanueva and you talk about Chooks. They're, they're all guys that are very capable, but they're not demonstrating the ability, nor have they really earned the right to. Go to the coaches and say, "Yeah, man, we can do it." So yeah, they, uh, that's that's just disheartening. I I think they're they're uh, they're not as good as technique. Well, I I, I, I just good. wonder if that's even taught anymore yeah, today. You know, yeah, the cross face, the knees yeah. to the ribs, that sort of thing. Because when you turn the head, the body will turn. You, go you turn at, that body, you palpitate and marinate the ribs a little bit, and before you know it, you get that head turn. You got you create a little crease in there. And and uh, they don't come off the ball. Well, that you've they, got to have that low. They they don't come off hug. the ball and headbutt. You've got to be able to root hog. You got to have a low pad level and be able to move a guy back. And unfortunately, we have not demonstrated that ability uh, to be able to do so at this time. So when you look at this, and I and I, I can only imagine because again, I go back to our own period of time. There were times we had uh, there was a stalling of the running game. And um, I know that everybody was looking for what's the solution. The solution is always found within. Yeah, you know, there's it's 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 so it's not about execute. It's not about um, X's and O's. It's about execution. It's and, about Jimmys and Joes, right? And you've got to be those guys, the Jimmys and Joes, that execute the block. You either block the guy or yeah. you don't. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, and that's and, as simple as it gets. And and as Chuck used to say, roll off the front foot and uh, headbutt. And uh, but again, we're talking about another time frame. Yeah, you know. So having said that, we have some calls here at Chalooch. Let's uh, get to it. And by the way, the grief counseling sessions are open now, and yeah. we're going to be able to uh, roll forward here. Haven't had any need for it. Four one two nine one nine one three one six. We've Let's... had a lot of victory Mondays, but now uh, the sadness has rolled in. Yeah. So let's go to Danny in Long Island. Danny, welcome to the locker room, bro. Good morning, guys. I've been listening to well, first call to you guys. I've been listening to sports radio since I was a 20-year-old rookie policeman in 1985, and you guys are as good as it is. It has to Thank be you for your service, brother. Thank you so much. Yes, for what you do for us. Thank oh, you. I'm dude. long gone. I'm long gone. I'm in the rocking chair. My son is uh, is out there as we speak. But anyway, like I said, it has to be informative and it has to be entertaining. And you guys are as best as it's ever been. You're very kind, uh, and I'm humbled by your words, brother. So Thank roll you. forward here. 
couple of things. First of all, hit me with your best shot. How, the only thing worse than the Steeler offensive line play is the fact that Pat Benatar, who grew up a half a mile from where I'm standing right now, is somehow not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That could be an entire show. How is that even Wow. Possible? But we'll move on. She had more hits and for, as a woman rocker back in the 80s. She was, uh, she was, all, she was everything. But listen, a couple, three points. Yeah, I'm point. loving you, man. Uh, You're just yeah. killing it. Yeah, You're she's, coming swinging, she's buddy. She's supposed to be in the Rock and Roll Hall well, of Fame. Yeah, but Cleveland, they don't get it right. That's unbelievable. It's three points from the game. Wow. First of all, I'm sitting on the couch with my, with my son. My youngest guy's 16. He's got his Minka jersey on. We're up 14 nothing. We get the ball back after another touchdown, a three and out. We get the ball back on our own 15, 20-yard line, somewhere down there, a minute and 19 seconds and one timeout. And I turn to my son. I go, last night I watched the Chiefs go 50 or 60 yards in 13 seconds on three plays and kick a field goal before the half. Let's see what our mentality is. And our mentality was – we're just going to get off the half 3 nothing. There was no sense of urgency because we had a 14 nothing lead. And we, because we're so veteran, we never panic. Well, we had a defense that was tiring. We needed to score more points there, and we did not score a first down. We punt the ball away, which brings us to issue number two. That delay of game penalty, which it should have been on when, 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 the, when uh, Alex Smith ran off the field with the ball. Right. Our coach should have thrown his flag, his helmet, everything to get those referees to the sideline and say, what just happened? Alex Smith did not have the right to walk off the field with the ball. It is the kicking team's responsibility to have the kicker standing there with his ball ready to go. If that doesn't happen, that's their fault. They were not going to get that kickoff, and Coach Tomlin should have had an aneurysm, if needed be, on the sideline to get all those refs, because I don't think they understood what happened and the ramifications of what they did. They stopped the clock with eight seconds to go and allowed them a nice, calm, easy field goal, which should never have happened, and that's, that was terrible. You're right. The third, point, the third point is we had some very successful old Ben mid-range passes that we've been watching for 15 or 16 years. The 20 to 25-yard pass downfield after a little movement in the pocket. That has been this man's bread and butter for 16 years. Not the one yard down and in that gets tipped at the line of scrimmage. James Washington turned that little 15-yard down and out into a 50-yarder. He hit Claypool down by the 50, and even Ebron, when he wasn't dropping a pass, caught one down the seam. That's what Ben does better than any quarterback in the league. That's what this team should be doing. Claypool and James Washington should be on the field every single play and make that safety decide, who am I going to double-team? Because whoever he isn't, that's where I'm throwing the jump ball to. And they don't do it, and I don't know why. End, well, of end, end of rant. You know, it was a great rant. Right, that <laughs> I was appreciate a great it. Rant. And it started Danny. off, by the way, coming in the locker room swinging with Pat Benatar. That was great. So the point is, you know, you make some great points. And especially, I got to tell you, that whole thing with the K ball being uh, yeah. brought out and taken off Alex Smith, that to me was egregious. And I, I don't know why it was not um, vehemently. Uh, articulated down on the sidelines there, and why um, the the game didn't you know why why there wasn't a penalty? There yeah. should have been a penalty for there, taking the ball off. There should have been a penalty. So I don't know. Um, that's for some bigger minds. It's unfortunate. 
Uh, I again bigger minds go- than uh, <laughs> Wolf. Yeah, which that's that's very easy to have. So the point being is, uh, you know, if you look at these guys right now. Um, we've got to get back to some balance yeah, in our we, offense. We've got to get back to off coming off the ball. Well, we've got to get some balance back, and that's going to be part and parcel in my mind. You've got to be able to run the ball, pass the ball, but also play action. And play action and screens are right. two parts of this offense that I don't think they're near used enough. I don't, I, you know, I don't know. And the injuries are coming up on the defense, and that's part of it. But like I said to my son, because no matter what happens in life, you, 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 you pivot, everything's under control. <laughs> my father spent 27 years on the rescue truck showing up at life's disasters, and you never panic. So I'd rather, have this issue, I'd rather have this issue in week 12 than week 16. Good Figure point. it out, boys. It's a long season. There's peaks and valleys. We were never as good as our record indicated. This was not an 11-0 team like I think about the Patriots when they're winning games 42-7. to This team plays very close to the vest, but now they're making too many errors, too many drop balls, too many. And the running game, I mean, we have to have some resemblance of an offensive line. We keep saying these guys are capable. Right. Are they? You're only capable if you're doing it. At some point, you're suddenly not capable anymore. And earlier in the season, we had trouble running the ball. Claypool on an end of verse. Uh, 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 jet sweeps. Uh, little little shuttle passes. We don't do anything anymore. We, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got that one yard pass. They seem to have figured out the one yard pass across the middle. Can we try to go to Plan B now? Well, yeah. I again, well, we we got to run the ball. We got to run the ball, Danny. Now let me ask you something, Dave. Did you say your dad was on uh, uh, the Pararescue? My dad spent 26 years in the NYPD emergency service where he'd show up between hostage situations and wow. people pinned in cars, and he hated panic under any situation. Oh, wow. It is, that's and amazing. That, and that, and that, that translates down to a generation. Whatever the situation is, screaming and yelling about it doesn't make it better. Analyze what needs to be done and get moving. Okay, the, 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 uh, thank your dad from us. Man, what a, absolutely monstrous. That's awesome. Yeah. What a family. Guys, have a, Appreciate have you, a great brother. Day. A good, right. Listen, have a great day and on to Buffalo. Yeah, Enjoy there the you go. All right. All right. And by the way, Dan, I'll tell you a quick story. I remember in Dallas uh, there was a trap play, and a young rookie uh, went face first, I guess, on a trap. I heard this screaming in a pile. And I get up, and we unpiled, and I turn around. Remember Ben Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah. His face was covered in blood. I mean, you couldn't even see his eyes yeah. when he closed his eyes because there was blood everywhere. And I remember going, I looked at him, and I go, go to the sidelines, man, quick, hurry. Because <laughs> I, thought, I thought he had ripped his face open. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Th- I mean, it was completely a mask ben, of blood. Ben Lawrence always had that... Uh, Mark on his uh, yeah. uh, above his eye, <laughs> and then he would just. Uh, well, it was just it was just funny because uh, I, I am not. Open. I'm one of those guys. I will panic. Yeah. Uh, if there's a lot of blood, I'm panicking. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. All right, let's see how much time we got. How much time we got, Jacob? You got three minutes. We got time for another call. All right, uh, Cr uh, in Chicago. Cr, welcome to the locker room. How you doing, Cr? Hey, what's going? What's going on, you two old folks? It's here in Chicago. How the heck you guys doing this morning? Doing good, brother. What's up? Hey, uh, um, um, yeah, I, I got, I'm, I'm appreciated to, to be here this morning, man. And um, how, how you doing, man? I know you you, you had a meeting uh, yesterday, and not yesterday, but last time we talked, and uh, you couldn't come. So how's things going? Everything good? Everything's yeah, good. Everything's you know, good. God's blessings are new every day, and he's just moving on. Yeah, Amen. Okay, well, hey, appreciate that. I uh, just want to give a quick shout out to our in the locker room Baker's Dirty Dozen. Plus, uh, we are 
we're doing pretty good. We picked up a, about four or five new people over the last a few days, and I think we're up to uh, 82 people now, which is which is pretty good, man. Yeah, 80, yeah, 82. So um, <clears throat> as far as this game, I called in the other day, but you had the, the Gremlins on the line. So we oh yeah, them, they they were all over um, the place in this. Uh, who knows? But continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're we're I think we're down under a couple minutes. Away. I'm sorry, Cr. We. We just got backed up here, and you know things are flying okay. along. So we got to roll. No problem. Uh, yeah, you was babysitting the other day with the young guns. <laughs> oh, weren't they something? Yeah. Oh man, they they they're a trip. So let's get down to business. Okay, uh, game ball. Um, my first game ball goes to uh, the uh, the Hinton. Uh, I, I think he was outstanding. Um, I'm also go- going to give a game ball to kick a right. That was his first field goal ever, uh, 37 yards. Um, I almost gave a game ball to to Watt, but uh, that third quarter holding penalty on that fourth and goal at the one yard line that that kind of t- took that away. Um, my, my concern is, is the dink and dunk offense pass calling, man. That's just just like the guy was talking about a few minutes ago from I think from Rhode Island. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, by, behind the line of scrimmage, quick in and out passes uh, causing the receivers to make up negative yards before. Gaining any positive yards, that, that, that's also um, not, not good. No offensive short running game, uh, 14 for 21 yards. Uh, a prime example was the uh, second quarter, fourth and goal from the one-yard one line. No fullback lead or quarterback sneak, but running back in the eye formation, seven yards deep on an attempted over-the-top leap. Um, and that, that, that's just messed up. They got 14 uh, carries for 21 yards. Uh, and the other thing is the continued excessive amount of catchable missed balls. They had six all total and two uncontested. Uh, Juju Smith, Johnson, Ebron. Uh, Johnson had three drops, and Ebron had two uncontested passes. Yeah. Uncontested drops. So, um, hey, but the, the, the big thing is that, you know, that's over with now. We never expected to be an undefeated team. I mean, it was like right. in the sky, and it was giving us a lot of, lot, of, lot of talk and all that kind of stuff. Our primary goal is to bring another Super Bowl Absolutely. to this league. Can't mess, mess with that. What's yeah, that? Now they got that monkey. Go ahead. Okay, no, we're, we're down to about 30 seconds, CR. So we got to roll. Okay. You make some great points, okay, brother, guys. and you know what it is. I mean, you know, and but now the monkey's off the back. Now we refocus. Yeah, we, okay. we well, want some uh, pizza. <laughs> let me just close out. In this house, we are diehard fans. In this house, we are very passionate. In this house, we are still a nation. In this house, we are family. In the meantime, and in COVID nineteen between time at eleven and one. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. All right. Thank you, CR. All right, CR. Love, love you, buddy. God bless you. All right. We're ready to go to break. When we come back, we got the great Bob uh, Labriola. Bob Labriola. Steelers.com. All Steelers. All, all everything. The time. All the time. All right. We're going to break. Tunch Wolf in the locker room. We'll be back after this.
You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, uh, we have uh, Bob Labriola, and he is a big Who fan, so we played Baba O'Reilly for him. Uh, welcome to the locker room, Labs. How you doing, bro? Um, okay, you know, uh, would be better if uh, the Steelers could have found a way to gain a yard on five snaps on <laughs> the yard line. Yeah, we've been, we've been talking about that all day. And they are not running the wall. The, the, they are not running the ball well. And uh, they they can't get six inches uh, uh, to the, the goal line. Five hits. Yeah. Five hits at it. You guys got any theories? I'm fresh out. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's really about turning on the tape and taking a look at the, you know what happens. And if if the guys are not playing the low enough uh, low enough pad level, then you've got a situation like Chase Young, you know, coming down the the backside. Right. And Eric Ebron came in motion and over motioned himself and w- went by Chase Young and allowed him to come up and tackle Benny when he went to dive. Uh, you know, you've got a situation with Derek Watt as a fullback coming off, and he's kicking out at the end of the line, and, and the he guy didn't do it. The guy came underneath him, got underneath him, and made the play. And you don't see that happen often with Derek Watt. I mean, it's like everybody's taking a turn at making a, a critical mistake in, in a critical moment. Labs, and they they don't uh, get their hand in the dirt. Uh, they don't come off the ball, and they don't headbutt. And they don't. Uh, well, it's they don't different. Throw, it's they, a different football. They don't now. throw their hands. Uh, they they don't throw their fists in the ribs. Yeah, uh, you know, and it even uh, and I was I got to admit I was pretty disappointed uh, in throwing the ball to Gerald Hawkins. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought that that was uh, waving the white flag at the best, and you know I thought it was kind of fitting. You know, given the way that all of that was going down there on the one yard line, that maybe one of the main reasons that didn't work was because he got shoved in the backfield. Yeah. Who? I'm sorry. Um, who got shoved in the backfield? I missed that. Gerald Hawkins. Oh, Gerald Hawkins. Yes, he got yeah. driven back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when he went to release. Yes. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know. Five cracks at the one yard line, and you can't get the ball in the end zone. To me, is. Uh, as bad as it gets, I, I don't know. I don't know if uh, you know if it, if it can be fixed at this point. You know, it's it's going to have to be fixed to a point. But I think one of the things that I know that you, I think you probably agree with that there was a lot of guys pressing last night, trying to make plays, trying to make up for a lack of some of the plays that were being made on offense. And I read one of the points you made, which I, I totally agree with, T.J. Watt. You know, T.J. Watt had the ball right in front of him. He was pick. He looked like he was trying to stay on his feet to scoop and score. Am I am I correct in that? Did I, is that what I got from? That's it? what I. That's what I kind of perceived as well. You know, I'm just watching it on TV. Um, but uh, it, it looked like it, you're right. I mean, you know that, and that was that would have been a huge play. But you got to get the ball first, right? Yeah. Uh, when it, the, the, when it, you know when uh, the Raiders. Uh, when I went out for a pass, 
Uh, and I was uh, double covered by Van McElroy. And he uh, dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah. He, he just dropped the ball. He got lit up. He got he dropped yeah. the ball. Well, I mean, you know, I the the defense. Uh, you know, to me, uh, the the other thing is, uh, you know, I just kind of at, at some point, um, you know, every roster reaches the tipping point, and you can't lose anybody else. Right. Um, and you know, at, at for I don't know, maybe the last quarter. Uh, I'm guessing uh, the Steelers are their defense is out there without their two starting corners, without Bud, and without Devin Bush. Um, you know, I, I, I even against Washington. I mean, that that to me is just a um, a situation that you know cannot be overcome by that particular unit. Yes. Uh, now the way you overcome that is with the other two phases, but. You know, you also have the, you don't have Boswell, right? Uh, Spears kicker, and the offense was just. I mean, I I don't that the other thing that totally baffles me are the drop passes. Oh yeah, they're yeah. dropping six, seven passes a game. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I love him, but right. I mean, it's six or seven drops in two weeks. Uh, and Eric Ebron, all of a sudden, is now playing like the guy. That he was in Indianapolis, um, and made him kind of, in my mind, uh, an iffy acquisition during free agency. But then, you know, he showed up here and he was he was great. And I thought, well, you know, I was wrong about that. Right. But now, I mean, he just, you know, they're hitting him in his hands uh, when his hands are like get right at his at his chest. Um, you know, I I just I I don't know what to say. I, and you know, I'm getting a thousand questions. Right. Yeah. Uh, asked and answered <laughs> about this. Uh, and I tell every one of them, ask Tunch and Wolf, and I give them both of your cell phone numbers. I mean, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I hear you. Listen, and I'm not, and by the way, I agree with you about T.J. Watt, but yeah. T.J. Watt is, is Defensive Player of the Year capable. And I, I can't blame him for muffing if he was going to try to scoop and score. The guy does so much. Right. And he is one of those big play guys, which makes me also think sometimes some of those drop balls, they have to do with guys starting to press, wanting to do too much. Right. You know, especially with Deontay, you get the feeling sometimes he's shaking and moving upfield before he secures the catch. Yeah. Um, and again, it, it it does seem to be, it's almost like, you know, a virus. You know, it's spreading now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's spreading through the roster. Yeah, and, you know uh, what? Uh, have uh, we not labs, had enough of viruses? La- this year? La- labs, uh, you know, they take their eyes off the ball because they yeah. want to run. They want to run. Uh, Before they secure the catch. Yeah. Right. And here's some more good news. You know, in my opinion, the, the toughest team on the Steelers' schedule is this Sunday night. Yeah. I mean, uh, and just to uh, fans who've been complaining about the three games in 12 days, uh, let me just point this out, that uh, the Buffalo Bills played, as the Steelers did, played on Monday. Their game was later, and they were on the West Coast. Yeah. So they didn't get home, what, till. Two, three in the morning, maybe. Easy, right. easy. Yeah. So, um, you know, it. A lot of times, it sucks for for everybody. But um, I got a lot of. I, I really, I really like Buffalo. I think uh, you know Josh Allen is the best quarterback to come out of that class. Right. Um, 
He's certainly proving it. Yeah, and uh, you know they're 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 a tough team. So you know it certainly doesn't get any easier for the Steelers moving forward. Labs, can you remember historically when there's been such a drought with run uh, the the running game being uh, you know? I mean, two thousand and three. Two thousand and three. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, it was bad because you know to me it was a you know the Tommy Maddox mistake. That was the last year of that. Tommy um, Tommy got hit in uh, Tennessee. Yeah, that was 02. Yeah. But 2003, um, you know, I remember Bill Cower uh, starting, deciding, announcing that Amos Zaraway oh, yes. uh, would be the starting running back instead of uh, that guy's in the Hall of Fame. Right. Oh, Jerome Bettis. Yeah, that, <laughs> that guy. Uh, on a gut feeling. So, um, you know, my, my response to that would be eat some Pepto-Bismol next time your gut <laughs> comes up with an idea like that. Um, but, um, yeah, that w- and, and again, you know, because the 2003 season then led to the 2004 training camp, which was the training camp of reestablishing the mindset. Yes. That was the catchphrase. And I remember Ken Wisenhunt, it was his first year as the, as the offensive coordinator. Mike Malarkey then left for Buffalo. And, um, I, you know, in goal line, Bill Cowher was big on, the, on goal line drill. Uh, Wisenhunt ran the ball 14 straight times, goal line drill. That's right. I remember and that. I asked him, and I asked him about it, and he said, it's much more important to get these guys to understand the mentality we need down at the goal line than it is for me to score a touchdown in a practice in August. Right. And I thought, yep. How appropriate, based on what we watched last night, is that response, you know, what, 03? Man, oh, man, that is something. So um, there's my historical perspective. (laughs) Well, the thing about it is you've got a team, and, and yeah, I I do believe this team is – is tired labs what i got out of last night and i i get it you know i mean when you go and you have a thanksgiving day that gets set back several days and then you you're herky jerky through it the routine of prehab rehab and the things the necessary steps that you have to take normally in preparation for or in in the aftermath of a game uh, to get your body right it does become a problem and there is a cumulative effect that can occur and i just felt like especially that second half last night when the Steelers came out and you saw uh, Washington go on that 82-yard drive, that the 14-play deal. Yeah. With, and when you watch Sims take that uh, one screen pass, 31 yards on a third and 14 or 15, whatever it was, uh, everybody looked like they were playing a – I'm boxing the guy in, but nobody looked like they were playing to make the tackle on the guy. Yeah, and, you know, I, I – I understand that, you know, it was earlier in the game, but I really thought it changed uh, those five plays at the one-yard line because I don't know that Washington was really – I'm sure they believed that they could win, and I'm sure that they wanted to win. But before that, you know, you stick that in the end zone there. You know, the Steelers go down and score. Then um, they kick off. They hold on fourth and one get the ball at the 31-yard line, 
you know, two plays, three plays later, it's first and goal at the one-yard line. You stick that in the end zone right there. And I understand that they subsequently got a touchdown, you know, when the defense held and punted and then the 50-yard pass to James Washington. So technically the numbers on the scoreboard were pretty much what they were going to be one way or the other. But that I, I just believe that um, standing up in that situation physically on the road to an undefeated team and uh, five plays from the one-yard line and you don't let them get it in the end zone, that to me is more valuable than you know the points that were subsequently given up on that 50-yard pass. I really think that Washington's out look on the game and on the Steelers changed. Yeah, and, and in- they were no longer I won't say they were ever afraid, but you know, they weren't um, you know, a deferential anymore. You know, the funny and, thing about uh, that labs is it's almost likening it to when you see a couple heavyweight boxers and some guys they take a guy's best shot and they swallow it and all of a sudden they're not afraid anymore. Right. You know what I mean? They're right, not leery right, right. of a guy's big punch because they've already had it, and now they come back and they get offensive-minded because they've been able to withstand it. Yeah, and and uh, Buffalo's got a uh, great pass rush, and so we got to run the ball on them. Well, I, I I don't know that it's possible. Yeah, things got to again. There's got to be a mindset change, and I don't. You know, the the thing that you say, I don't know that it's possible. Wow. I mean, it, it does kind of wow. hit you between the eyes here. You know, I mean, uh, back in the day, it was, it was funny because I think about what would Chuck have done from the six-inch line. Yeah. And I, I can tell you it'd be P12 five straight times because it would be one play and you're going to run this play until you dadgum score it or we're going to come back and we're going to have a miserable week of running nothing but P12 all week long. Right. Well, you can't do that anymore. Though. Right. I mean, the rules, uh, you know, the – the 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 number of pat in, in the union uh, the agreement the CBA, you know you're just not able to do that anymore and so, you know that's why when I say I don't know if it can change because talking about it, um, and again I, I'm I'm I've never been, um, you know an athlete at that level certainly, uh, and so I don't know what that's like but I can tell you this that it doesn't seem to me that it's something that you can fix by talking about it. Right. Uh, yeah, well we're going to we're going to see how they adjust <laughs> while they respond to the running the game uh, and uh, we're we're going to encourage them to run the ball. <laughs> And, hey, Labs, as far as an athlete at that level, neither was I. <laughs> so, Labs, uh, thank you. Hey, for, thank you, brother. Thank Appreciate you for joining you. us. I love, love you, brother. All God right, bless take you. Care, folks. All, right. All right, man. Thank All you right. so much. Take care. <laughs> All right, that was a great Bob Labriola, all Steelers, all the time, all historian, and it was a great to get his perspective on it. We'll be back with more. It's Tunch and Wolf in the locker room.
You know, I'm just worried about us fluidly moving the football, whether it's run or pass. Um, you know, we move it how we choose to move it. Um, the way that we choose to chose to move it tonight wasn't fluid enough for us to have victory. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Okay, now let me ask you something, Chalooch. Fluidly moving the ball. Yeah. Okay? Now, you know how you get into a rhythm. You get into a, a flow. Yeah. But there's also little idiosyncrasies that every offensive line, every offensive unit goes through where you start lining up the same way. You don't change whether it's uh, the snap count, whether it's you know your pass protection stance versus your run stance, right. which you try to minimize. But something's going on. Yeah, right? you had four batted balls last night. Three of them, I think, by Montez Sweat. If right. I if I correctly yeah. got that. Afterwards, he came off the field. I remember hearing from when we were driving home last night that uh, they were, Chase Young was saying we've found. A secret, or we found Montez Sweat. Right. Saying we found something that was, in essence, it seemed to me was tipping them off. Right. So I'm wondering what that might be. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you if you get if you knock down a pass, okay, two, right, maybe maybe you're starting to get a feeling. Three, yeah. and including the one that was batted up, and of course you you don't batted up in the air thinking you got it you know you're gonna make the bostic intercept in that one but three times you're not just lucky something's going on there where you have a pretty good idea that the pass is coming your way well you know when uh you're you're knocking down passes uh you're being stuffed uh and uh you're not getting to the quarterback but which way are you rushing the quarterback? And I'm going to go back this afternoon because I got to rewatch some of this because I want to watch some of Montez Sweat's um, angle in rushing. Yeah, he, the, he, he Montez Sweat is a great pass rusher, but he uh, he last week he knocked down a pass and he caught right. it and he ran for he a ran touchdown. for touchdown. No yeah. question. This time he. Knocks the pass up, and John right. Bostic intercepts, right. seals the game for the Redskins. There's something going on, if you ask me, with this uh, with Montez Sweat and what he um, thinks or is uh, apparently feeling that he's got a pretty good read on what the Steelers' offense was doing. So I'm gonna, I, I want to take a look back at it uh, this afternoon, maybe this evening. But it is interesting to me that uh, he came away feeling that there was something that was tipping him off. So. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. All right, Greg in Richmond. Uh, welcome to the locker room, Greg. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Greg, Richmond, Virginia, home of the Washington football team <laughs> facility. Yes, <laughs> you know how indeed. How's my morning going? Yeah. Hey, guys, real quick. Um, you know, uh, Wolf, you made a good thing, a good, a good uh, comment. But my, I'm going to sum it all up right here. If you play with fire long enough, eventually you're going to get burned. Right, and I think that's what happened on that last play of the game because I heard they ran out the field yelling, "We knew it, we knew it, we knew it." Yes, it's like they, it's like our offense is, is really predictable. You know what I mean? Well, there's and, something uh, going on thing- more. There's something more than just going on with uh, a, 
of predictability in the sense of if you have statistics in that, I understand. But there also could be, and I would I would make sure that Chase offensively. Young, Chase Young said that. No, right? that was Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat. And the thing in in my mind, what you have to do is a little self scouting too to make sure you're not tipping what you're doing. Right. And I got a question for both of y'all for touching Wolf. Um, I didn't play football in high school. I play, I'm a basketball player. But I heard uh, uh, Tunch say, put your hand in the dirt. Is that, that thing like it's real simple, is it, is, is it that hard to run the football or is it more so it's coaching or just the way the game is being played today? Yeah, because you know. We know, the, we know the snap count. We should be able to blow them off the ball and get one yard. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, Greg, we, uh, we run – when we ran the ball, we played our hand in the dirt, and uh, it's not just the hand in the dirt, though. Yeah, it's coming it, off with your coming, chin, coming your off. forehead right in their chin level, the pad level, everything. The game has changed. Yeah. Now what they're doing is they're using the bucket step, they're using outside inside zone to create some and, sort of movement, and you're using the flipper. Right, and it on double teams, and it doesn't yeah. work as well as it did back yeah. in the day when we physically tried to move a man backwards, right, and do so with like you're pushing a car. Yeah, okay, that's how would you push a car? You get very low, you have a flat back, you get the ham hocks engaged, and you make sure that you got all your power is is clinched tightly together, and you roll right through a guy. That's how you do it. And, right? Ch- and Chuck would say, roll off the front foot right. and hit uh, headbutt him, and then uh, bring your fists in his ribs. But nowadays, you have a lot of people that they're coaching because of the fact that you don't want to hit with the head. You right. don't want to use that. So you, you get the lateral movement, bucket step, trying to create those not head-to-head moments of impact. Uh, but the problem is you get very little movement when you have an upright raised body. Yeah. You know, and that creates a problem. So then you have to start All looking right. at things like the trap where you're able to, you know, um, create angles on that offensive line so you can block down, you can kick out, that sort of thing. But, again, you still have to get movement at the point of attack. All right, well, guys, we got Buffalo Sunday. So I heard it probably uh, kind of windy. So I hope we can run the ball and come up with a victory. Guys, I love y'all. Have a blessed, happy, safe holiday. Thank you, brother. Thank Thank you you so much. Appreciate you. And by the way, I played high school basketball, and I was terrible. (laughs) I got got cut from the freshman uh, basketball team. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Uh, I came back the next year and made it, but, you know, it was was no Michael Jordan story, that's for sure. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, uh, Britt uh, in Portage, Pennsylvania. Britt, Brett, uh, yeah. how are you doing, buddy? I'm do- I'm doing well, Tunch. Uh, hope- hopefully you are as well. Yeah. Uh, Wolf, uh, I-, I got a question. Uh, it- it's a two-pointed, uh, two-pointed question. It's getting back to what you guys said about the fundamentals. Uh, the guys, uh, I-, I feel... Uh, at the point of attack, like you were talking about, um, you know, you're, you're, you're catching, uh, and, and I hate to bring Antonio Brown into this, but uh, when Antonio Brown would have a bad game, he's known to have said the next day he was going to catch uh, 100 to 200 of those, of those balls and make sure he was, uh, he was at the top of his game. Right. Uh, do, you feel that, do you feel that these guys have that urgency? And and then the second part of it is is 
that, uh, you know, we talk about how important James Conner is when he can play. I'm sorry, when he can play a smash mouth football um, with McFarland and and Benny and all them guys. Uh, they seem to be uh, really quick guys. Isn't there a way that we can try to play to the strengths of the offensive line and their strengths so that so that we can? I know it's late in the season, but maybe change change the the game plan a little bit so that we can capitalize on those strengths well i think there initially there was a um period of time where you're trying to take like james connor you run the counter trap you run some of the traps he's very good at finding angles when he comes off tackle uh he's very good at hugging the double team finding a hole off of that benny snell um started to do a lot of cutback stuff uh but then the problem is now when you you're getting a, a mixed message when they're running the counter trap first of all they're they're creating a lack of push at the point of attack second of all the trapping guard who's leading out in front um when I, I see him log or take on the inside shoulder and I see the back hit it behind him, it, it's telling me that the back is not right. watching what the guard's doing. You know, because if you see an inside shoulder, you bounce it around. If you see, you know, if you see him kick out, then you cut it up inside. Yeah. And so there's there's a problem there. But I thought that Benny would be better at doing that um, by this time. I thought Anthony McFarland would be a guy they would run the outside zone with and try to uh, cut back with and, and use his excellent speed and acceleration in that area, along with draws, which they did. They had one draw that I thought that last night, Anthony, I think you ran for nine yards. Uh, I'd like to see him more screens. Uh, they saw they ran. They tried to throw the ball to him on a fourth down that really was uh, not very good on a fourth and one, unfortunately. So um, I, I, I do believe you can use some of the attributes these guys have in ways that uh, will excel this offense forward. But uh, it all starts with the offensive line and blocking. It uh, really does. Uh, Brett, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, we we got to come off the ball and uh, one of the things that uh, – uh, on the counter trap, we have to kick out or log. And uh, when the running back sees it, he's got to bounce it out uh, when he's he react logs. Correctly. Yeah, yeah, he's got to react quickly. Uh, and uh, or, or he's got to go up uh, the middle. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't yes, know if, if we made any sense there to you. Yeah. You know, we're well, we're weeding our way through this as as well. You know, right? Because it, it, in our day, in our day, whenever there was a problem with the running attack, it always ends up the offensive line. You're either the lead dogs or you're you're being punished the most for a lack of running game. Chuck would say, "You guys got to solve it yourself. This is about you. Get it done." Right, and 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 I remember watching from uh, a lot of video from from Chuck's days when, and a lot of the players saying that, hey, uh, you know, just saying that you were going to do it wasn't good enough. Uh, that he would pound those basics back into you, whether you liked it or not, well, and you whether you felt it. you were an NFL guy or not, you still you still did it, and uh, that's you know that's where I was wondering was where's that sense of urgency? I know Mike T said that. You know he needed that they needed to feel that, but does the does the coaching staff say, hey, okay, uh, we're we're you know we're running these, but you gotta you gotta get to that point, and I can't I can't force you, but 
but catch a hundred balls, you know. <laughs> well, I, you know, that's a separate matter as far as with yeah. AB. One of the things he always did, he started a, a set a a trend of the receiver staying out afterwards with the jugs gun, yeah. and catching a, a ton of them. I would imagine that the sense of urgency has dropped in given last night's performance. I would think that as they go about their business today, down there watching film, um, they they've got an earful, and I believe that it's going to. Well, we'll see. Do they reload and have that sense of urgency this week? And AB, and AB was, every, was time, every time he took the field, he uh, practiced or played like nobody's seen him play. He, he was one of the yeah, hardest yeah. practice guys I've ever seen. He, yeah. So. Yeah. And, all he, right, brother. And, and he took it to the house all the time. Yep. yep. Okay. Well, hey, don't uh, keep up the fight, buddy. I, I wish you a lot of good luck here soon. And Wolfley, uh, both you guys have a great holiday. All Thank right. you. Merry Christmas to you, brother. Have the, a great one. The, uh, God bless you, Brett. Uh, love you, buddy. Take care. Take care. All right. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll have more with Tunch and Wolf in the locker room. We just weren't tight enough, um, you know, and you got to give credit to those guys, uh, but we weren't tight enough. Um, we, we just particularly as, as, you know, some of the injury things set in, just the communication and stuff on the defensive side of the ball got a little scattered. We got to be better. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. So, uh... Mike Tomlin was talking about we weren't tight enough. So if you uh, if you're singing the uh, uh, Stone song, Wild Horses, you got to be wild like Wild Horses. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting to me listening to the tone of Mike from uh, the Baltimore game yeah. to this game and the different tone. Yeah, he's I mean, mo- he's much more uh, much more upbeat. Upbeat. No doubt about it. In my mind, I go back to what uh, we started off the broadcast talking about the fact is that the the monkey, so to speak, is off your back. Right. I mean, you're no longer talking about the undefeated uh, 17-0 and run, whatever, by the 72 Dolphins. It's no longer, you know, we're the only undefeated team, and it's no longer uh, who's going to be the one to knock, uh, you know, off the Steelers off their pedestal. This is all about now reloading. There's the ability to face some adversity here. Mike almost sounded uh, not not gleeful, Relieved. but yeah, I mean, just sounded like okay. Now we got something to sink our teeth into. You've got complaints 
because, you know, we're, all right, we're not running the ball as well. We could do a little bit more on this, uh, stay tighter defensively speaking, uh, stop the run this way and that. But there's nothing really to complain about because you're still 11 and 0. So, but now, now 11 now and 1. Yeah, now it's 11 and so 1. So, do you think that Mike Tomlin, uh, uh, is uh, relieved that uh, they got a loss. I don't know that you'd call it relief. I think it's a sense of, all right, now uh, the two-by-four was taken out. Right. He hit the the mule between the eyes with it, and uh, it's it's now, okay, let's embrace where we are now. Now right. we got to get make sure, hey, we got to do something about the drop balls. Right. we got to do something about the lack of getting a push on the line of scrimmage. we got to do something about making sure that we don't, turn uh, runs loose in the secondary the way um, they, they were turned in last night. So maybe they're turned loose last night, m- maybe there's going to uh, focus uh, Well, which in, comes in, back in to the second point. Yeah, yeah. This organization does better with a chip on its right, shoulder right. and it's back against yeah, the wall than it does it's in back the front-runner role. So, all right. All right. right, let's go to the Dano in Florida. Dano, welcome to the locker room. Gentlemen, good morning. We're going to start calling you Donut Dano. (laughs) You know what? Uh, To be honest with you, Wolf, it's better than calling a Donut Fairy. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, all right. All right, gotcha. uh, uh, Yeah, that day that you called me Donut Fairy, (laughs) uh, it was It was the blessing of what you blessed us with. Right. A maple (laughs) bacon donut. Come on. Yeah. Get out of town. Okay. All right, I'll accept it then. But uh, I just wanted to say that uh, now that we can check the box off of going undefeated, um, now we can look at the big picture. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, because they don't give trophies for being undefeated. No, right? they don't. No. It comes after the big game. So uh, I thought that Tomlin, uh, during his press conference, whenever he said, I thought it was key, Whenever he says we were not doing the routine plays routinely, mm-hmm. and I thought that that kind of epitomized some of some of the play or lack of right play during that game. I thought that uh, that we just didn't that the red zone just were hurting in the red zone again. Yeah, yeah. I thought that Baltimore game. I thought okay, you know, like I was telling Jacob, I said. I really thought that they just wanted to get the Baltimore game over with, yeah. having to wait since Thanksgiving night. But these last two, if now after last night's game, I'm thinking we're starting we're starting to see a little flaws. You know, like the one gentleman that said we were 11 and 0, but we were not an 11 and 0 team. Right. Mm-hmm. In those two games, I just thought that uh, that was really a good statement that he made. Well, it's now, true. Uh, now I have to see how how are we going to respond? Yeah, how do we respond to a loss? Yeah, that, 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 that's uh, that's I, that's great, Dano. Uh, you, that's very insightful. How do we respond to a loss? Yeah, you know, it's it's just I, I mean obviously we have no we we have no running game. Right. I mean that was that was fairly evident. Well, we've got but, an unbalanced offense is what we have. Yes. You know, and yes, that's something that 
You know, you would love to see a little little variation of it. Like I said, I would love to, them being able to do a little more under center, doing a little more play action. Right. Draw those linebackers in. Get some get somebody you know sneaking behind the the linebackers here you know part of the problem is when you run that short passing game they just lay off and cover two yeah and they just sit back and get to the depth of their drops and they just watch and see all eyes are on what's in front of them yeah and, and you've got the short passing option routes underneath they just come up and pile drive the guys yeah and uh cover yeah. three uh cover three we your your uh, the corners and the free safety are uh uh, back, uh, and they're four, they're four under. Right. right. There was just a little crossing routes. There was just a crowd there. They knew, they kind of knew that that was what we were going to do. They knew that that was kind of like our M.O. Yeah. So well, and that's uh, basically what the Washington football team does. They play that cover two. Yeah. They play that zone stuff. So you just keep eyes on Ben and right. you and you just hit the snot out of anybody short. And the other thing about it is it's like you count one thousand one, one thousand two, put your hands up and jump. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. Which which those batted balls, like you were saying, Wolf, uh one, okay. Two, maybe. But I mean what was it? Three or four? Three. Well, four that I by my by my best count, I got four and three of them by Montez Sweat. Something's happening there. Yeah, yeah. There's just, but but I have to agree with you, uh, Wolf, as well. And I'm gonna let you guys go because I know we're running out of time. But uh, we got to reload. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. We we we, we definitely got to reload. We got to re reload, rethink. And I know it's a short week, but. We're gonna have to maintain a balanced offense for Buffalo. Yeah. No question we've about it. We got to keep them. We got to. We got to keep them on their toes. Yeah, you know uh, when when they uh, when uh, Montez Sweat uh, uh, called uh, uh, the uh, uh, terminology that when he called uh, when we we you know he called the uh, short passing game right. Uh, with it, it's uh, it, it's so it's a short passing game. Well, the thing about yeah. it is again, get yeah. your hands up in the air. You're yeah. not going to get to the quarterback. Yeah. Get your hands up in the air and create problems right. for him visually. Right. All right. But no, hey, we're eleven and one. We no need to panic. Right. Uh, we just uh, got to reload, like you said, Wolf. That's so it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the best term coming out of the 80s. Reload. 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 <laughs> yep. So, hey, God bless. Take care. Love you guys. Love, Love you, brother. Take care, man. Appreciate you. So uh, do we have time for one more call? Uh, all right, let's go, Bill, in Indianapolis. Hey, guys. How you Thanks doing, for taking Bill? my call. Hard. You bet. I've been better. Good. I've been better, Tunch. I'm going to have to have that cheeseburger today. <laughs> Make sure you get you bacon know. on it. Extra onions. Right. Right. You, you know me, guys. I usually like to come in and actually try to bring some value out of it. And uh, today I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm beyond that. I'm, I'm, I'm with labs and, and so frustrated and confused how they can get down, how you can be on the goal line and not do the things they've done in the past. I talked to you six weeks ago about, okay, we're halfway through the year. Now we got to do what we do right. And what do we do right? We, we get these bunch formations and we send, 
send receivers straight ahead, and we throw to the guy behind like Juju, and he pushes forward for the first down. This this week, the play calling was was so frustrating because they're doing the same play, but they're doing it to Eric Ebron, who I'm so sick of seeing Ebron try to block, and the drop passes, it, it, it's unacceptable. So these guys, the offensive line's an embarrassment. They better get their act together on Sunday, or it's going to be way worse. And Tomlin's record in December is so strong that if they, they lose this first one in December, they got Buffalo and the Colts still on the schedule, and who knows what, what's going to happen with the Browns and the Bengals. So they better get their act together and come out and compete and take care of business on Sunday. I'm sick of that offensive line not being able to push anybody off the line of scrimmage. It's a joke. Do you feel better now? Okay, we got 30 seconds left, brother. I I got you. Thanks so much. Appreciate your call. Look, we're going to go to the Mike Tomlin press conference. I'm sure a lot of these yeah. things are going to be addressed, but we'll be back with more. It's Tunch and Wolf in the locker room coming back afterwards for the Mike Tomlin press conference.